0: I speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We have an amazing scene in today's gospel. A Pharisee, Simon, invites Jesus to dinner. A woman, a known sinner, enters uninvited and bathes Jesus' feet with oil and her own tears. Jesus does what he always does heals, forgives, loves. This story is a familiar one because it shows up in one version or another in all of the Gospels. We heard John's version in Lent But this version differs in some significant ways. The woman here has a reputation that precedes her. She's a known sinner. Instead of anointing Jesus with nard, a burial ointment, in anticipation of his death, this woman washes our Lord's feet with her own tears and oil, drying them with unbound hair, a humble but also sensuous, even sexual act. In this version, a Pharisee wonders not why the woman has lavished such costly ointment on Jesus when the money could have been spent on the poor. Rather, The Pharisee here wonders why Jesus would allow this sinner to touch him. Now this Pharisee, Simon, is an interesting character. He comes from the most strict of all the Jewish communities, and yet he must have been somewhat liberal to invite Jesus over and try to find out if he is a prophet as he has heard. But then, right in the middle of the meal, the woman arrives. Now, I invite us to take a moment to marvel at this woman's courage. She's a notorious sinner, but she walks into the house of a Pharisee, the group that seeks to purify Israel through intensifying observance of the law. They were the super-religious of the time. Her coming into this Pharisee's house would be like a bank robber walking right into a police station. But she couldn't help herself. She had heard Jesus preach his sermon on the plain. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And do not judge, and you will not be judged. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. She had heard that sermon She knew his love from seeing Jesus heal the sick and raise the dead and if Jesus could do that, if Jesus promises that that is the kind of God we have, then she knew that she too was, could be, healed, loved, forgiven. So she comes to see Jesus and she's overcome with emotion. Tears begin to fall from her eyes onto Jesus' feet and then she adds oil to the mixture and in a scandalous gesture of love, she unbinds her hair and dries his feet. She risks censure and condemnation because she can do nothing else. She must come to Jesus, whom she trusts will receive her as a friend. She must show her gratitude for God's love. You see, this woman gets it. She knows what she has been and what she is now a forgiven, loved sinner. She knows she will not be turned away by the Lord. She knows that because of Jesus, she is worthy to touch and be touched by God, worthy of love and salvation. Simon, however, does not get it. What he thinks he learns from this event is that Jesus must not be a prophet after all. For if he were, Simon thinks, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And of course, Jesus does know, he does know that. Jesus knows that she's a sinner, but like all of us, a forgiven one. And he shows Simon, shows all of us how God acts towards sinners. God forgives, God loves. Simon has stood in judgment on the woman and on Jesus, and so he misses out on God's generous love even when it sits in person at his own table. How often do we miss out on God's generous love? On who God really is. Are we willing, like the woman, to recognize our own sins and then to feel amazement and gratitude that we are forgiven and loved? Or are we so preoccupied by our sins that we feel unworthy, afraid to enter into the very presence of Jesus to make ourselves vulnerable, afraid we might meet condemnation and judgment? And friends, that makes me wonder about all those who never ever come into our church or any church because it would be too hard, too perilous, because they fear it would be like entering the Pharisees' house where only criticism and judgment await. I wonder how many miss the good news of love and forgiveness because the risk of entering a church is too great because too often they've heard the message of Simon not of Jesus. Yesterday, in that crazy hot day, we walked in the pride parade again. We had a great crowd of folks for the Eucharist beforehand and nearly 100 folks to march. Like last year, Josh Siege led us by swinging a smoking thurible. Troy Long, our fearless organizer, and Cody Jones carried the banner that proclaimed, God loves you, no exceptions. I got to wear a fabulous new stole made by Father Tom that was rainbow colored but in Celtic knots, so super classy. Amy and Mary carried our church's banner, as did folks from other churches carry their banners. St. Paul's and Trinity, the Cathedral, St. John's, Good Samaritan, St. Timothy's, and others. Now, it's pretty cool to march in the parade, I'm not going to lie. Crowds wave and yell. We who walk get a little glimpse of what it is like to be a celebrity for about an hour. But I confess that each year, I wonder what exactly the crowds think and feel as we walk by. I mean, after all, Christians have not been particularly generous to LGBT folks. In fact, the church has actively harmed LGBT people personally, socially, legally. And not everyone has found or even wanted to find a church that is open and affirming like all saints, like the Episcopal Church. Some groups look surprised when we walk past and they realize this huge group is a bunch of Christians. Some get excited when they see us. And many love seeing a woman in a collar pointing at my neck. Some love the smell of incense that reminds them of their childhood church. And one young man yelled out, Thank you for loving the gays. But some fall silent, and I worry. I worry that all the bad experiences they've had or stories they've heard are coming back to them. But we keep walking and waving, trying to undo too many years of discrimination and hate. Yesterday, after the parade, I was scrolling through Facebook looking at pictures. Lots of beautiful posts from the parade. And I read a post on Facebook from a friend who is a pastor from another denomination whose church marched for the first time yesterday. And he wrote, I explained to my son who was riding along in the wagon that we were here because many of the people watching had been told that God didn't love them and we wanted to tell them otherwise. He asked, why did some people tell them God doesn't love them? Thinking on my feet, I said, they made a mistake because they don't understand God. They made a mistake because they don't understand God kind of like Simon, the Pharisee. He made a mistake with the woman and with Jesus because he didn't understand God, didn't understand that God looks at all of us Gay, lesbian, bisexual and straight, transgender and cisgender, black and white and brown, old and middle-aged and young, abled and disabled, democrat and republican and independent, and God sees who we are. Forgiven sinners, all of us. And God loves us. As we walked yesterday, some of us were waving and shouting, happy pride, we yelled, because, you know, what else are you supposed to do when you're walking for an hour in the blazing sun through a throng of thousands? Happy pride. So there I was, waving, yelling, happy pride. And then I heard a booming voice to my right yell, happy pride, God loves you happy pride, God loves you. And I looked over and there was Tim Jensen with his strong choir lungs spreading the gospel. And so we both began. He took the right side of the street, I took the left. Happy pride, God loves you. Happy pride, God loves you. Over and over and over. And some people erupted in cheers and some yelled back, God loves you too. Some were quiet. But suddenly it felt like we were just surrounded by the Holy Spirit. And I prayed God, this is all you want us to do, isn't it? This is all you want us to do. This is all we ought to be doing, letting people know that no matter what, no matter what they've done, no matter how they've been hurt, they are loved. They are forgiven. That this is who you are, God. The one who will never, ever turn any of us away. So friends, happy pride. God loves you.